0: Down the line to white. Right. It's gone! Garrett Forrester walks it off for Oregon State!
1: What happened? He just like benched like five of the starters. Four of them were all Americans. Big hit pop. Did he just do it? Yes, he did!
2: This is loaded in the NCAA
0: tournament. And he sent to drive to deep right. Elko,
2: grand slam, fierce showers a foul. McGarry's 2-2 pitch to Lanzilli. Strike three called and Virginia
1: has completed a no-hitter tonight. Pushes a bunt to third, James to first. Mississippi
0: State, the national champions, destroying Vanderbilt 9-0. All righty, college baseball fans. Welcome to another episode of the 11.7 podcast. We are here today to recap this very eventful midweek with a lot of storylines here. And uh, we're going to preview the weekend as well. Only two weekends left in the regular season, so... Um, you know, it's, it's about that time, Dimitri. It's about that time to lock it in and uh, get ready for the postseason.
2: It's about that time. And honestly, I don't think there's many people more ready for postseason than us.
0: just makes our job a lot easier once the postseason hits because instead of focusing on 300 teams, we can narrow it down to 64. And, and yeah, I mean, it's just the atmosphere gets a little bit better. The best way to explain it during the months of late April and early May, it kind of it's like a canyon. It kind of just sinks in. The the coverage isn't as exciting because the first couple months of the season are very, very enthusiastic. Um it's like it's like
2: a it's a weird way to say it, but you feed off the energy of like of the players of and the other, other accounts
0: and and the yep. and the and team just, accounts. People are more engaged and you know, obviously, like we we love college baseball, and we're gonna we're gonna follow it. But it's just this is our fourth year doing it, and this little period, this little time period, is is a lull in the system, where we're just looking. Maybe we're just looking forward to to postseason more than the regular season.
1: Um. Yeah, anyways, that- though, uh,
0: I mean, we have I have like fifteen to twenty bullet points here to talk about from the midweek, and um, I mean, we could start anywhere, but. Should we just go ahead and and, and uh, talk about probably the funniest thing that happened and in the Virginia Tech and Liberty game?
2: Get south for the Hokey, baby.
0: That's right. We had a uh, we had a pair of rally boobs come out in the bottom of the ninth. Let me set the scene here. And yes, I said rally boobs.
2: We basically
0: it, basically it was a one nothing game. Liberty was on the road at Virginia Tech, mm-hmm. and it was uh, one nothing going to the bottom of the ninth. Dimitri, you caught it live. Um, I, I was working, so I didn't see it live, but you, you sent the video to me. And uh, the, the camera comes back from commercial. And sure enough, there's a uh, there's a girl
2: that group, decides there's a to. Group, there's a group of girl And Ben, let me, I cut the video. You didn't see the whole thing. It was just sitting on the group of Virginia Tech girls just hanging out. Like, no, no just normal, hanging out, watching the ball game. Like, different groups, like four different friend groups. Yeah. And the camera's just sitting there, and this girl's, like, giggling and giggling. Her friend, she's, like, giggling, and they finally stand up. I'm just sitting there, like, on my phone, just watching it or whatever. And all of a sudden, I see her start grabbing the bottom of her shirt and, like, looking at her friend giggling. And I'm, like, no freaking way she's about to do this. No freaking way. And she just flashes them. I mean, it was fast. It was... And the broadcast is just talking. Yeah, they put your shirt down, sit down, and they just keep talking like nothing happened. And I'm like, "Did you guys just not just?" see
0: what They just were remaining professional, but um, it was a like hard. Yeah. So two tense things: of them sitting, there looking at it. Yeah, I'm sure it was awkward. And uh, <laughs> but two things: one, somebody on Twitter made a funny point, like that was the first time anybody from Liberty seen a pair of tits. Um, <laughs> it's a very religious school. Uh, but two, it, it sparked some energy in the in the Virginia Tech dugout uh, they uh, they ended up it scoring was, two and walked off liberty for the midweek win so it was, I mean, it was
1: yeah you can't it was one script this
0: stuff you can't script this stuff in college baseball now obviously you know we don't we don't condone of that behavior but
2: i i sent it to you and i was like ben should we post it no she's like dude i didn't in my head in my head i was like I really want to pose. I really do not want to step into the no. uncharted waters because if I don't want to do that to the girl. Okay. First of all, you made a great point. She flashed a test. How embarrassed can she get? Like she chose to do that. <laughs> right. And two, I th- I went back a couple of seconds. The stream of the game was on the video board at the stadium. Oh, no. That's why they so- were looking up there so she flashed the stadium too
0: god man so she knew
2: there were the camera on her <laughs> that's somebody's she daughter knew, man she knew <laughs> the, there were the camera on her so i was just like she knew what she was doing like yeah. she knew what she was doing but look at us we're just giggling we're
0: giggling like little 12 year old now. <laughs> but i mean you just can't script college baseball it was it was a weird thing that happened and she obviously knew she did it, but we decided not hey, to post it. Speaking of the, the Virginia Tech happen. game,
2: what did I tell you before the game from a gambling you said, standpoint?
0: You said take the under. This game's going way under.
2: The over, folks, with 10.5 or 11.5, Ben? It was 12. I think it was it 12. Was tw- it was 11.5. It closed at 12. Mm-hmm. And I said, Ben, Virginia Tech is not hitting well. I mean, Villanova, when a bad team comes to town and throws 80 poo, by the way, I hope you don't have any feeling with listeners. If we do, it it is what it is. I'm sorry, but it is what it is. You have some guys throwing 88, some whatever, but the the moral of the story is, it's a a step notch off from what they've been seeing. And you get, you get into slumps, you create bad habits and you just start swinging bad. You're not hitting well. The whole week in Virginia Tech was struggling. And I said, Mm -hmm. I knew it. I knew they were going to struggle hitting and. I mean, they got shot for eight innings, so.
0: Yeah, um, but, I mean, that's another quality win, um, Big win. for Virginia Big Tech. Win. And Big win. they're just building on this resume to, to I mean, host, it'd be a national seed, host a regional, and then probably host a super regional. Um, but this is a, this is something that we're not really familiar with because Liberty last year, they went something like <sighs> 8-0 against ACC teams, including a lot of midweek wins. So they were in position, again, to get another ACC win, Um, similar to what they did last year. And um, I don't know if it was more of – if I remember correctly, wasn't there a hit by a pitch and then a pass ball and then a single or something? like? Who? For Virginia Tech in the bottom of the ninth. It was a
2: walk. It was a walk. Stolen base. A sack bunt. Man on second one out. Double or single single to tie it up, and then, so man, I first walk first and second, single to win it. Yeah, that's what it was. Um. But, hey, speaking of another, I mean, honestly, I'm not going to lie to you. I didn't see this game on the schedule until, like, late, late, like, Tuesday afternoon. Honestly, I, I don't know how we didn't miss it on Sunday night, but Georgia Tech and Georgia Southern. Yeah, we did miss that one. We 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 definitely didn't preview that one. We missed that game because I saw it and I said, holy shit, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Did this just get (laughs) rescheduled or something? Like This was not – I did not see this game. Did they just add this game? (laughs) And that game was humongous for both teams.
0: Oh, big time. I mean, Georgia Tech is, like, honestly fighting to, like, get into a regional with an at-large. And then Georgia Southern, they're, like, trying to host host. a regional. Yeah.
2: So – and. Bad and game. what
0: an all-time collapse by Georgia Southern, man.
2: And that's the second time they've done this in a midweek against a very important ACC team. They blew it against Florida State. And you know what? The mix... Okay, so before we get ahead of ourselves, they blew that game. They blew the Georgia Tech game. They had a seven-run lead in the eighth inning. Georgia Tech put up six on a Stephen Reed grand slam, yada, yada, 12-12. They walk it off in bottom of the ninth. Georgia Tech threw Maxwell for almost 60 pitches.
0: And that's their dude. That's like the only that's guy that can get out.
2: That's their closure. Yeah. Because they knew they had to win this game. RPI-wide, they, mm-hmm. just, they had to win this game. Because their ACC record is not very pretty. So RPI is going to hold them up until they get the ACC record up. Mm-hmm. So anyway, George Southern blew it. But that brings up a point, Ben, I'm not sh- so sure how I feel about Southern against somebody's bigger team. They don't have a guy in the bullpen that can shut the door. Just well, end. I think
0: they do, um, and I I don't think that they threw their best pitchers this midweek. It, sure? I'll have to I'll have to go back and look, but obviously I didn't watch the game like super intensely. I was just keeping up with like all it was long ball, long ball central there. Uh, I think that they had a couple like of their their big time relievers didn't throw.
2: That lefty threw like lefty within the game when they pitched against Southern too, which made led me to believe. Mm-hmm. That's the guy they want to ride with at the end of the game, I guess. Um, but let me look at their pitching stuff because that makes them concern me that they can't close the door against a big, bigger-time opponent like that in a must-win game. Well, yeah, and
0: you mentioned it earlier. They blew that game in the ninth inning to Florida State about a month ago. If you add that, if you add a Florida State midweek win and a Georgia Tech midweek win.
2: Southern's hosting right now. They're
0: hosting. I and mean, that, That's everything you ask for in a mid-major team. Um, to host a regional is is quality wins against ACC or SEC opponents. Now, um, the game was wild, and and Georgia Tech came back and uh, and won the game. They were down seven, and they ended up winning, what, 13 to 12, something like that. But Georgia Tech is very comfortable playing these high-scoring games. Every single one of their games is double digits they give up and double digits they score. It's incredible how consistent they are of not getting outs on the mound and not getting out when they're hitting
2: <laughs> Ben this is this is the guy let me look at the. why didn't I show their decision okay he threw against Georgia Tech gave up five rounds um, what, on what's his name rate. what's his name Jay Thompson okay I think
0: he is one of their dudes
2: he also threw against Florida State and gave up zero rounds against florida state so he threw two and a third no run then he threw one and two thirds last night and gave a five run so i'm con- i'm confused he has six saves so he's their closer but they have one two three four five six guys with the save this year i don't like that at all
0: i i do i don't mind it everybody's been really? in a role to yeah i mean everybody's gotten an opportunity to feel the pressure and get the last outs I mean, that's what's going to help oh, them down the road that. and, and postseason that.
2: play. But this time of the year, you want the guy – like for Texas, Aaron Nixon has been a disaster, right? Right. He's been struggling. But at some point, you have to make a change, correct? So maybe Nixon is not the guy. But at least you know that. Southern's got like six guys, which is fine. You know you have multiple guys that can should close the game out. But when you have a stud, when you look at Miami, Andrew Walters,
0: well, there's not he's, very many Andrew Walters walking around with a but, 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 zero ERA.
2: Okay. Hold on. You're missing <laughs> my point. Hold. On, if you're missing my point, if you have a guy that can just slam the door all season long, whether he has a four, four ERA or a one ERA, you know when he's going out there, you, you have a great chance to win the game. Yeah. So I, I like that. When you have a guy that keeps doing it over and over, he's comfortable in it. He's ready when the lights are shining bright in June in a regional. The lights are bright. You. Everybody is looking up to you to end this mm-hmm. freaking game to get us a big win, move along, move one step closer to Omaha. So I don't know. I'm 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 50 50 on not having a true one guy closer all year long. Yeah. Um it'll be interesting
0: though what the committee does with Georgia Southern because they're still, if I remember correctly, they're still a second place team in their own conference, right? Texas State is the the number one team in the conference, and they really Texas State really hasn't done much besides lose to Southern in a weekend series. To I mean their RPI is low, but but they've won a lot of
2: games. Like Texas State is in a much tougher conference, so I can't compare. I'm not going to sit here and compare them to UConn, but it feels like they just have a lot of win, winning a lot of baseball games, which is already hard enough to do, but it's not like. I mean, Arizona is a big win, but look at Arizona. They're not that great right now. You know, yeah. Texas, midweek win, you're not the only team to do it. So how, how big does that look? Um, you, just, you just go down their schedule. It's not eye-popping, but I'm not going to sit here and nitpick their schedule. Move move yeah. Let's move along to the other big game, Ben. Go ahead. You freaked out over it.
0: Oh, the Dallas Baptist-Oklahoma State game was probably the best game I've watched. This is where I spent a majority of my attention on Tuesday. Dallas Baptist was hosting Oklahoma State, right? Number three team in the country. Everybody's all hyped up on the Cowboys. And, and Dallas Bombers University sends a message early, and uh, they, they they jump out. I think they hit a two-run homer in the first or something along the lines there. And it was literally from that point on, back and forth, teams just uh, each team would just hit a home run and then boom next half inning another home run boom another home run uh there had to have been six or eight home runs in that game and uh comes down to the bottom of the ninth and and oklahoma state's holding a one-run lead uh dallas baptist gets a runner on and then there's two outs in the bottom of the ninth and first pitch hanging curve ball and uh the ball just it literally just left into the darkness behind left field it was hit so far um I'm looking at the box score right Who now.
2: it, Blaine Jones?
0: Uh yeah, it was Blaine Blaine Jones. But so the crazy thing is that I I'm going to go back to this game in just a second, but just pause on that for a second. So I watched the walk-off home run. I switch it over to TCU versus um, Illinois St- No, no, no. Who did TCU play? I switch it over to TCU versus whoever they played midweek. Oh, is
2: Incarnate Word maybe? Yeah, it was Incarnate Word. Because yeah, incarnate word. And I remember and, somebody tweeted, somebody tweeted, hey guys, for you um for you Vandy fans freaking out. Um TCU just lost incarnate word. I'm like, "Hold on, hold on. do not put incarnate word in Indiana state in the same category." Yeah,
0: but all. no, listen. So I so I switched the game over cuz they're in the 11th inning. The next pitch I see, TCU right. hits a walk-off grand slam.
2: And were they were they down by
0: No, it was tied. It was in the 11th, so 0-0. I mean, 7-7. But walk-off grand slam. So in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, which if you're not from Texas and and you don't know, they touch each other. Like Fort Worth where TCU is and Dallas Baptist, of course, is in Dallas. Within literally probably 20 seconds, there was walk-off home runs from both teams playing at home. It was was like a a miracle. I don't know if that'll ever happen again. Is within Dallas, seconds. Fort,
2: is Dallas Fort Worth basically connected by the Dallas Cowboys Stadium? Arlington. Is that basically where they're
1: connected
2: Um I do honestly, I don't know where Ar- I think Arlington It's literally in the middle of both of them.
0: Is it? I'm I don't know. I, I don't spend much time in that office. Damn, city.
2: I know more than you about some I types of stuff.
0: Dallas is the worst city in America. Houston <laughs> until I die. It goes uh it goes Houston, then probably like Honolulu, second, and then like 50 feet of crap, Macon, Georgia, and then 50 feet of crap, Dallas, Texas. That's how I look at it.
2: Interesting. (laughs) But anyways, going
0: back to this dallas baptist Oklahoma State game, uh, I just had the box score pulled up. Is that
2: speculation or what?
0: Stop, dude. That guy was chirping me about (laughs) speculation. I obviously just tweeted that um, like, to stir the pot. I said, I don't want to stir the pot, but you know, blah 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 blah. And again, I'm not trying to stir the pot. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to stir the pot here. Like, T C or Tennessee, obviously isn't cheating. But I just wanted everybody to know that the bats sound funny when the ball is hit. That's all. But it could be audio from the game. It could be whatever. It could be a ton Are of.
2: You, you're basically speculating on the speculation.
0: Yeah, that was the joke. It <laughs> was the joke that just went right over his head. And um, uh, and so. Anyway, so Dallas Baptist, Oklahoma State. Um, I'm looking at the box score. Oklahoma scores. Oklahoma State scores one in the first, Dallas Baptist two in the, in the bottom. One for Dallas or Oklahoma State in the second, one for Dallas Baptist, bottom of second. And it was back and forth the whole game. And it ended up 8-7, walk-off, two-run homer, bottom of the night for Dallas Baptist. And that is what Dallas Baptist needs because hey, they would have wanna... lost that midweek. Of course, their strength of schedule was high. But you know they have a tough last six games of the regular season plus a Missouri Valley tournament, which isn't gonna be easy. Like they they could have been in trouble with an at-large bid, even uh, though their RPI uh, is so high. Uh,
2: let me let me throw you a counterpoint. If Dallas Baptist takes care of business this weekend against Evans first place Evansville, okay? Let's just say they're a game backup. If they win the series. They're game back in the Missouri Valley. Next weekend, they can win the Missouri Valley. They're going to be back in the hosting conversation. Watch.
1: Yeah,
0: they're three games back from Evansville.
2: If they beat Evansville this weekend and then they beat Indiana State next weekend, their RPI is going to be so high. They're going to win the Missouri Valley regular. Yeah, they're going to if they win the regular season MVC, they're going to be back in the hosting picture.
0: Uh, yeah, I guess. I guess, but they're, I mean, I don't. It I don't is, think they're that great, dude. To be honest, I, I'm, I'm not. Fitting They've you're saying lost they're so good or many not. weekend series that they shouldn't have.
2: I'm not saying they're good or not. I'm not. That's like that's for another debate. But they're going to be in the coasting conversation because of that. And yeah, not to be fun.
0: a uh, not to be a Dallas Baptist hater, but they have weekend series losses to Southeast Missouri. Um, they have weekend series loss to Wofford. Uh, Bradley in Southern Illinois and Illinois State. That's not good. I mean they they've, they've lost not... more weekend series than they've won.
2: I I, I like I I I really want to know how their RPI is higher than Oklahoma State, Vandy, Miami, Virginia Tech, Auburn, Georgia. <laughs> like I, I, I really know. think
0: they just got lucky. Whatever then... it is, they got lucky. They got really lucky that like Semo is really good this year, and um, Southern Miss is good, Maryland is good, uh, Louisiana Tech, Wofford is another team that nobody would have predicted to be a twenty RPI team. Mm-hmm. Um, Southern Illinois, like all they, these they, teams, are are just overachieving this year, and so yeah.
2: they got they, have, they they got gifted something. Win win more than fifty percent of them, and you're going to be in a good spot. In a yeah. great spot, so thirty-one and
0: seventeen this year so far. So um, I mean, they're definitely a team to keep an eye out for on the regionals, but I just I don't believe in them. I don't think they're as good as they were last year when they went to a super.
2: I don't think so either. Um, mm-hmm. Their pitching is not there. Um, anything? I don't remember anything else from Tuesday.
0: Oh, dude, I got a list full of stuff. Just bear with me. So, oh, um, right, here's, here's a stat. Here's a stat. home. Well, okay, we'll talk about that. So Enrique Bradfield, two outs, bottom of the ninth. If you don't know who he is, he's got like 80 stolen bases the last two seasons combined. One of the most electric players in college baseball, if not the most electric. Kind of a mixture between Juan Pierre and... Um, great comp. Um,
2: I love Juan.
0: Yeah, I mean, honestly, like Juan Pierre, I think, is a great what comp about like a,
2: What about like a Terrence Gore?
0: No, way better than Terrence Gore. Way better. Um, Gerard Dyson, maybe. But better than gerard dyson one uh, Pierre had a great career so i, I would say one Pierre, just very very fast twitch very electric left-handed hitter left-handed thrower um, is impossible to throw out on the bases so he comes up bottom of the night first and third two outs against indiana state and indiana state's about to win at vanderbilt to uh to really help to their tournament game. chances yeah and first and third the poor left-handed pitcher had no idea what was going on with his back turned Enrique Bradfield just takes off for home before the guy even comes set.
2: Wait, rewind, rewind. The guy on first base, if I remember correctly, did a hezy or got the first, the pitcher's attention where he mm-hmm. basically froze.
0: Yep. Yeah, he froze and he stepped off the mound and just like looked like someone compared it to MLB the Show if you play the video game, like not knowing what button to press to throw the, to the base. He <laughs> just like froze; his batteries died. And, uh, and, yeah, and so they ended up tying the game and winning it in extras. Uh, Vanderbilt escapes uh, an upset in the midweek, but that was fun. Um, another thing that, that happened, listen to this stat, and, and credit to whoever tweeted this at us. I, I, I don't have your, at, your username in front of me. But East Carolina beats Duke, right? And that has now made East Carolina win 22 of their last 23 games against Duke they're 22 and 1 in their last 23 games against the blue devils and the and duke is not bad at baseball I mean, they they have a good competitive team almost every year and this this stat blows my mind to to win if you put mercer up against florida and m they're not winning 22 out of 23 it, it's it's very impressive um and so That was a fun stat of the week. Um, Campbell has now won 22 of their last 24. The Camels are rolling. They sweep Ohio State Tuesday and Wednesday in the midweek. Um, Zach Neto is just freaking oozing of swag. Um, And – did you see Campbell score two runs on a suicide squeeze? I, I saw that. That's good baseball, man. And and whoever, great baseball. Whichever team and whichever fan base gets stuck with Campbell in their regional, that's going to be a problem. That's going to be a headache because they're good, man. They're they're.
2: Let yeah, me ask you this. Let hopefully me ask they you won't this.
0: be a four seed. They
2: they need to be a three seed. Let me ask you this. I'm not saying I'm doing this, but let me just – t- hear me out here. Create yourself the best chance to win the regional, correct?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: If Campbell throws their number two in the opening game, saves Harrington for the 1-0 winner bracket game in that regional, whether it's your one seed or your four seed, you win that game, you are in the driver's seat to go to a, to go to a super yeah. regional. Yeah. Harrington if is I like an Campbell, automatic
0: win almost. If,
2: if I – not automatic at this that point in the season, yeah, maybe it not. It doesn't matter, but, but he's but, been
0: automatic so far this year. But
2: if I'm Campbell and I'm a four seed, Harrington goes game one. If I'm a two, or a, they're not gonna be a two, so if I'm a three seed, do I save depending on who it is, <laughs> do I save Harrington for that one-oh game? Because whether you go oh and two or one and two doesn't matter, you're out. Yeah. But if you want to try to give yourself the best shot, you want to make get a to super, a super, yeah. Like, like I I would be sitting hot and hard, and I'm super against saving your best guy to create thing. If you're if you're a one seed, don't switch up your guy. You go one two three.
1: Yeah,
2: if you're the one seed, could you have you. If you're a one seed, I mean, you have enough pitching. You're a good rotation. But if you're a two three or four, and you kind of got two good arm, you don't know about your third one. Then you start playing mix and match to get to a. You super. got nothing
0: to lose. You're not supposed to win anyways, so you got Still, nothing to lose.
2: I think Harrington should throw that Saturday night game in a in a, in a regional.
0: Yeah, I, I don't I don't disagree there. Now, what Campbell has is they actually have a lot of dudes though. They I mean, have Harrington, a lot of dudes. But Harrington's great and he's been an, an incredible this year. But they, their midweek guy throws 95 miles an hour, and that's their probably number four starter.
2: So so even if in that first game, go go an opener get as much as you can out of him if he gives you two great innings great if he gives you three or if you're just like holy shit this guy's shoving tonight and he gets you four or five and then you just go one 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 piece it together close it out and then you got harrington he's going he's going 8 110 120 pitches eight innings
0: yeah i don't know if i agree with that i the more pitchers you throw out there the more likelihood one of them's going to have an off day I would rather start who you're like supposed Wait, to start. But you start. can go to the
2: next guy with two out. If two guys get on, next guy ready to go to bail them out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You just, but, but what I'm saying is you just get an open – it's so much strategy you can do with there.
0: And But Campbell plays to that strategy. And I'm not saying they're going to have a Coastal Carolina run of 2016, but they, they have, have the, team the pieces. To do it. They have the pieces, man they uh they're finally hot i just hope they don't cool off before you know a month from now when the uh the the regional start but yeah so
2: campbell it's not even a month it's less than a month you're right 17 in 20 days regional start it's nuts man freaking nuts um
0: uh the old miss southern miss game was was fun old miss had i mean Dude, they're back in the regional picture, man. We 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 eliminated them. We put them as dead meat, and we
2: didn't put them in dead meat. We did put them in the oh shit, hit the panic button thing. Mississippi State is dead meat.
0: Mississippi State is dead meat. Um, and and Southern Miss, I think, is might be dead meat for hosting, but it was a, it was a good game. Um, a few Southern solo Miss home is runs. And, uh, and 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 first of all. Shout out to Pete Taylor Park breaking a record again. Over six thousand people at that game. um Imagine what it would be if it was like Ole Miss having a good year. If they were ranked number one in the nation, could have been eight thousand. Um, but yes, yeah, so Ole Miss wins that game and they're back in the playoff picture. And they're not a team I want to see as a three seed in a regional. Heck, no. Uh, they could they could outslug anybody when it comes to Saturday and Sunday in a regional.
2: Ole Miss. Everybody knows that they have the talent. They just don't know how to win in a fifty-six game season. If it was a twenty-game season, they're national Mm -hmm. champ. If it's a ten-game season, they could be national. Like you know what I mean? They just they have the talent. So like, how funny is it going
0: to be when we when we see a Ole Miss versus Texas national championship? That's not
2: going to happen. It might, man. It might, (laughs) but that's not going to happen. I would put money down that Ole Miss is not in the championship, but. Um, Mississippi, I mean, a uh, Southern Miss is in my book. They're out of the put. They're out out of hosting. There's too many other teams that just passed. Yeah, up for on right
0: this. now, but they could always earn it back. I mean, they have UTSA they, this if, weekend. They if, if they, they we, win that series and they win the conference tournament, they'll host.
2: Maybe that, that's they. They took them out from a, almost a guaranteed hosting to outside looking in. They they were inside. So do looking you remember- like three weeks or two weeks ago, they were the number four national seed. That's what I'm saying. They went from inside, like very comfortable, to the outside looking in. They yeah. have to play their way back in, which is very difficult. That's, there's too, yeah. There's too many other teams. It's difficult,
0: R- but at the same time, I mean, there could be a few teams that just faceplant plant see, towards the see, end.
2: Let's see what their projected RPI is. Um, let's see what their, their projected RPI finishes.
0: Uh, I would imagine it's probably in the 20s somewhere. 26. That's not a host. No, but, I mean, again, they could just get hot. They're in a cold spell. Hot, cold, hot theory. They're cold right now. Get hot at the end of the year, you could host. And I don't think it really matters, to be honest. Like, yeah, it would be great for them to uh, to host a regional. for like. I would love that, it for them. For revenue for them. standpoint and, like, fan base standpoint. But, you know, if they have to go across the road to LSU or if they have to go to – Auburn, wherever, Florida State. Um, they're they're going to pitch wherever they go.
2: But, but don't forget, you know how this is from a morale standpoint. When you are so high in morale at all-time high and it just comes crumbling down and then you limp walk into regional, yeah, that well, you two, that is a recipe for two and barbecue. You, you know, I, but I
0: mean, you say that. What's funny is that's kind of what happened to NC State last year. They limped into the postseason and then just yeah, – Did they though? They were hot. Yeah, if, if I remember correctly. No, they – They were yeah. hot. I thought Duke was the one that was hot.
2: No, and I mean Duke was too, but let me see. 2021. I'm pretty sure NC State was smoking.
0: NC State or Virginia. One of those two definitely limped into the postseason last
2: year. I'm, I'm going to look right now. By the way, I want to see what the final RPI was of 2021
0: it's irrelevant
2: Eddie, it's funny Mississippi State let me put, Let me give you a clue Mississippi State was not number one final RPI
0: yeah that, that sounds about right who was it
2: number one RPI who was it Ben
0: Vanderbilt Texas
2: Tennessee Dallas Baptist am I close I mean I guess but how are you not missing you're missing the best team <laughs> in NC the
0: State NC State
2: the best team of the year last year. Oh,
0: Arkansas. What the heck? That's that's dumb.
2: Anyway, NC State finished 12th, but let me see with the end of their season because I'm curious now. I want to see that. I, I
0: want to say they limped into the, the postseason and they got put in that Louisiana Tech regional and then they just
2: got unbelievably hot. You couldn't be more wrong. Uh, <laughs> shoot. Sweat Virginia Tech. Two out of three against Wake, so that's Midweek winning an app. All right, so three, four, five, and one; six and one; seven and one; eight and one; nine and one; ten and one; eleven and one; twelve and one; twelve and two; thirteen and two; thirteen and three; fourteen and three; fourteen. They were fourteen and four heading into the postseason. Into yeah, that's pretty after, good. <laughs> that's pretty good. Through the into regional through the AC tournament, they were fourteen out of their last eighteen. So I think that's pretty hot. Yeah,
0: that's pretty hot. Yeah, I was wrong. Maybe it was Virginia. Um, they Look at Virginia do, real quick. What were they, they going into the tournament? Wait,
2: wait. They lost to the Duke one nothing in the ACC Championship game. You remember that now?
0: Yeah, I do. I remember that. And that that got Duke a spot in the tournament. Yep. Yep. Is the ACC tournament weird again this year?
2: It, Did they fix it, it? They made it I think they made it even worse. Let me let me Oh, Go no. ahead and talk about go ahead and talk about what you were going to talk about.
0: Yeah, so I was going to talk about uh how what a joke it was that Baseball America put Oregon State is the number one team in the country after one bad week. Oh, we haven't talked about that yet. No, yeah. So I have it written down. We should have opened the show with it. And obviously we're not here to like
2: – we're not here to – Are we moving on bring, from midweek? We're moving on from midweek? Yeah, we'll
0: move on from midweeks because after okay. this we're going to talk about Ivan Melendez um, and his season. But, uh, yeah, we're not here to bring down Baseball America. I mean, they've been doing their thing for a long time, I, I longer yeah. than us.
2: Shout but, out to John Manuel, good friend of mine. He's a great guy. He helped us with the great team. He was one of the OGs of baseball America. He's yeah. with the twin now, so he's not with baseball in America anymore. I don't want to. He helped build that thing before you go on. I don't want to trash them, but a healthy Twitter makes it weird when you say something like that on Twitter. It looks different than if it's me and you debating. Yeah. It. If I say right. that's stupid, you're, just, you're not going to sit there and say, "Oh my God,
1: oh my God I cannot <laughs> believe
2: what you just said that." it's a healthy debate. I wanted to know why they put Oregon state in front of them. Now you go, no, go on.
0: Yeah. No, I mean, I, I, okay. It's not that outrageous to put Oregon state number one over Tennessee. It's, I, pretty, I see, it's pretty outrageous. I mean, it is outrageous, but it's not like they were just like blatantly, blatantly trying to cause a scene. I know what they were trying to do. They were trying to get people to interact with their tweet and click on the rankings and any kind of interaction is good interaction. Right. But if you really think that Oregon state has put together a better resume this year and has, has won, um, and I mean, just, you put all the numbers side by side. Tennessee is a better team from start to finish. They had one bad weekend. It was very recency bias and Ohio or Oregon state has been playing well and they looked good against Oregon. Uh, so they switched them one and two and it caused an uproar on Twitter. And, uh, it was, it was a little clickbaity for me now. We're guilty of clickbait stuff all the time. I, I did it today when I tweeted about uh, Tennessee's bats being, you know, sounding weird. I, I just wanted a <laughs> little bit of interaction.
2: Just, that was sheer stupidity.
0: No, it was just I wanted some interaction with Tennessee <laughs> I know, fans I know, and I know, uh, I know. But so clickbait I'm I'm not going to not going to hold you against. But if they actually do think that Oregon State is better than Tennessee, that's great. Uh it's it's up for debate like we said, and but if are and you're wrong if you put up all the numbers and in, in competition strength schedule rpi tennessee is light years ahead of what oregon state has done this year now when it comes to the postseason sure oregon state you know i, I think has a legitimate chance to win another national championship uh, but i think it the, it's going to run through tennessee like it ran through arkansas last year um and i'll leave it at that the uh sure i mean baseball america is known for having bad rankings. They, it's every year. They, they, do it throughout the season. People always comment, like, "Do you guys even watch college baseball?" Yeah, they, they obviously watch college baseball. At least I like to think so. But they, they, they like to, they like to play with the crowd a little bit, and it is what it is. But
2: I can't find. I went through the ACC's media release. I can't find anything on it, but I'm pretty sure they're doing a weird. Round robin, but slightly modified. I hate it, dude. I hate it yeah. so the ACC
0: much. Is, is the tournament that they put on it, and, and such a beautiful ballpark in, at Durham? Uh, it's Charlotte. Was oh, is it Charlotte now? You're right, it's not Durham anymore. No, Charlotte. Okay, um, yeah, they just always mess with the formatting and it's like round robin and then run differential and it higher. Was Durham, by and the stuff. way, what
2: Durham? They just moved it this year back to it, Charlotte. Oh, wow. okay. So you weren't you weren't it wasn't I wasn't you were, yeah
0: I wasn't completely making that up. No. Uh, and, and oh oh one more thing we have to address about the ACC it has to do with with Notre Dame that we talked about last week how they canceled their Ooh, weekend series yeah yeah so uh, they canceled their their weekend series against what was it Central Michigan or one of those school- no it wasn't Central it was William and Mary William and Mary yeah William and Mary they canceled the three game weekend series T- due
2: to logistical reasons, logistical reasons.
0: Basically, they didn't want their RPI to get hurt, even if they were going to sweep, because the way it works with the RPI, if you beat a bad team three times, it actually hurts your RPI. And so they made the conscious decision to cancel the series and maintain a good, healthy hosting position. Well, Jim Schlossnagel, head coach at Texas A&M this year and former legend at TCU, uh, he came out and was outspoken today about them canceling their midweek game because they didn't want their rpi to get hurt and it, it it comes now to the point where i i think in the future if this doesn't get fixed it's going to be in every single like every year from now on there's going to be multiple occasions of this so he
2: said the quiet part out loud
0: yeah he said something that people were afraid to speak up of but it's the absolute truth and i, and I was kind of hard on notre, notre dame last week before i understood the whole picture Um, They made the right decision because if you're Notre Dame and you get a chance to host a regional and potentially a super regional, that could ignite a lot of your fan base to believing in baseball and and generating a lot more revenue.
2: here's Here's where I have an issue with Notre Dame, and I still have an issue with Notre Dame. They lied about why they canceled it, which is they're not the only one to do it. All the other teams are the same thing. Respect to Schloss Nagel. He said it. He said he said it with his chest. That guy I doesn't care about game. anything. He's a savage. He said it with his chest. I don't care what anybody thinks. I canceled mm-hmm. this game because I want a regional in college station. Yep. And he said it. He just said it out loud why we did it. Notre Dame didn't even put out a press release, did nothing. And William and Mary put out a thing due to logistical reason. Horseshit, absolute (laughs) horseshit.
0: Yeah, the only bad thing about Notre Dame that I'll stand by is the series was supposed to be at William and Mary, and that could have helped their baseball program generate some more money because Notre Dame travels. There's fans all over the country, and you know they they would have had more people at their stay or more people at their game than usual. Um, And you know, but here here's the
2: big issue I have. How many more teams are going to say no to some of these series?
0: Just, yeah, I mean, now that it's on the table, like now, they might now, as well.
2: Now, I mean, okay, don't get me wrong. Oklahoma State schedule was strong enough. We're playing Semo. Doesn't matter whether Semo had a great year or not. Yeah, Dallas is playing Semo. Like, Semo had a great year, so it doesn't matter. But. Let's just say SEMO with a 200 RPI going into last weekend in Oklahoma State with playing. They're cutting
0: that series.
2: (laughs) You see what I'm saying here? Mm -hmm. So, like, uh, how in the future is Oklahoma State or any other Power 5 school or any baseball school that's usually in the postseason going to just say, SEMO, we're not playing you guys. We're going to – I'm talking about, I don't know when they schedule, in August, September, whenever they do it, Mm -hmm. October, whenever – they're going to look for a select, premium group of possible opponent, and they're just going to play each other. Now, they're good. Texas. I mean, who mm-hmm. is it? Texas Tech and who with Texas Tech in Oklahoma, and Oklahoma? They play out of conference. Mid-week. Yeah, they play in
0: Amarillo. And uh, our team's
2: going to start doing more in conference midweek, in conference, out of conference well, midweek.
0: So well, this is a good point that Aaron Fit, the writer from D1 Baseball, brings up um there should be the bottom four team or like the the bottom four rpi teams that in the year that you play should not affect your rpi and so that'll because what happens is for teams up north or teams you know in states with not a lot of college baseball um midweek games are supposed to be close so you're supposed to be able to drive and, and get it knocked out in one day not stay in any hotels well if the only teams near you are high rpi teams and you're a very low rpi um you know you have to play enough games in the season, but you don't want to play games against teams that are going to hurt you. So he thinks that there should be a rule out there that the you have four freebies that you can play against RPI teams. I love RPI it. Teams. I love it. Counts for your record, but doesn't count for your RPI. I think that needs to happen, and I don't know how to get that. I don't know how to get that in traction, but I'm sure Aaron Fitt knows how to do it.
2: Aaron Fit, I'm sure he can pass it by... A few people' desk, and yeah. the right person. That's personal. a good way. To, good Pick way to it put up. it. Yeah, it'll he'll get in on some important people's desk. Um, but yeah, I mean, respect Schloss Nagel for saying the quiet part out loud. He started a conversation. He started something mm-hmm. that which is going to keep going on until someone said it out loud.
1: Yeah,
0: and and, and for people that maybe aren't familiar with with Jim Nagel, he's probably equivalent to a. Um, I'm trying to compare him to a college football coach. You know, he's never won a national championship,
2: Lane but he—yeah,
0: uh, no—someone that maybe goes to the playoffs all the time and then just hasn't won it. Uh, Notre Dame. Yeah, like like Brian yeah, Kelly. Brian Kelly. He's like a Brian Kelly. That's a good way to put it. He's well respected in the industry. Just never won a national championship, but has just been very successful. Built a uh, program from I, the ground I
2: up. I don't like Brian Kelly, so I don't like. Person. Yeah, that's true. That's Bigger. a bad.
0: Maybe like a like a Jim Harbaugh or a uh, I don't know somebody that's not afraid to yeah, Lane Kiffin that's a good one, someone that's outspoken. Um, anyways, let's let's transfer over here to the uh, all right real quick. Sp- oh, go ahead
2: real quick before we get into the Ivan Melinda. They're doing ACC tournament is doing four pools, twelve total team right? Four four pools of three. Okay. Yep. The winner of each pool plays in the semifinals, that's what they did in the past, I think. But they didn't have a semifinals, they just had two uh, two pools. Winner of each pool went to the championship. No, and it was only 16
1: or maybe, 18. uh, six, but I think
2: six,
0: they did that last year because of COVID.
2: Six or 18, yeah, last year, the first year, um, so. I think we actually like this format better than the old one.
0: Yeah, but the tiebreakers are the ones that get to me because the tiebreaker is like by—is it oh, run differential yeah. or is it best what, overall seed?
2: If 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 run differential in your pool. Yeah, but my okay. but my thing is but my thing is why don't we just do a bracket? Because that would be the smart thing to do. <laughs>
0: ACC is trying to be revolutionary. Just are they, yeah, it's, are
2: they trying to be different than let's, every let's,
0: other? Let's let the the players decide on the field rather than the numbers outside. But um,
2: I mean, at the end of the day, if you win your two pool play games, like winning the first two rounds of bracket play, yeah. So what,
0: what gets tricky is when there's three teams all at one and one though in your pool because that's a possibility. That's,
2: that's the part that gets messy. Yeah. You know. So, anyways, Ivan
0: uh, Let's talk Ivan Melendez and how he is running away. Okay, maybe not absolutely running away with the Golden Spikes um, yet, but if you don't vote for him, I, I want to know who you're voting for. He is putting up an absolute incredible season so far. I had so much fun with that thread this morning. Yeah, though. I was about to shout out your graphic you put out there with comparing him to Buster Posey and Chris Bryant, who two are two of the and the best seasons the we've one? seen.
2: Yeah, Dustin Ackley.
0: Dustin Ackley, too. And they all three won the Golden Spikes, and – did
2: Ackley won it, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's, what I, that's um, what I thought. No, he didn't win it. No, Ackley did not win the Golden Spikes. You're right. I think Tim Lincecum won
0: it the year in 2006.
2: Dustin. No, I I put I didn't I didn't mention anything. You just you just threw my mind into a twister. Like I was like yeah, I, I don't he think was. he won it. No, he didn't. But he he um an athlete with the semi-finalist.
0: Well, I hope so. His numbers were he, stupid that year.
2: Who, who was with him on that Carolina team? Seeger was on that team. Trevor Miller. Andrew Miller.
0: Andrew Miller. Not Trevor. God, I always um, Kyle
2: Seeger was on that team. Um, anyway, um, he was a Golden Spike finalist, semi-finalist. And let me see what year was that, 2009.
0: Um, Who won it that year? It was not 2009, was it? Yeah, Strasburg won it. Oh uh, well, yeah, Strasburg was
2: incredible. Yep. Yeah, so Strasburg won the Golden Spike that year. That... Anyways,
0: let's talk about this like this year's yeah. Golden Spike. So Ivan Melendez is hitting what 422, 25 homers and 70 hits ish, 73
2: RBI. 73 RBI. 1400 OPS. 1400.
0: You can't replicate that, man. And this is with you know, the, the BB Corps bats. Imagine what his numbers would be with the Buster Posey BESR bats or the Lance Berkman drop-five
2: bats. Um, or, or the Pete Incavelia. Inca- Pete Incavelia. Yeah. And with, who, God knows what kind of bats they were using.
0: I mean, they were using trampolines back
2: then. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: but, yeah, I mean, there's he's put himself in a position to to win the Golden Spikes. Now, is he going to break Chris Bryant's BB Corps record of 31 home runs? I think Six there's a chance. More. Six more. He's got five regular season games, plus at least two in the uh, conference tournament, plus at least two in a regional.
1: Let's
2: see. So Hold on. Let's see.
0: That's nine Let's more see. games guaranteed.
2: Texas has four more games left. Right?
0: No, they have five.
2: They have four. Sam Houston and Kansas. Wow. So they have Sam Houston and Kansas. If Ivan can get one against Sam Houston... If he can hit two on the weekend, he's three, oh, three away with Big 12 tournament and Regionals. a regional. But that's if they somehow, hard. if
0: Texas somehow gets hot and goes to the College World Series...
2: Oh, if they get to the Omaha, he'll have broken it by then.
0: That would be... Because I that, mean, this, means,
2: that means he's hitting.
0: And, God, man, I just can't picture anybody else ever hitting 31 homers in a BB Corps season. Um, but it, like, it might happen. And it's getting yeah. exciting. Yeah. And this might be one of the best seasons we've ever seen from a hitter, like in, in at least the BB Core era. Um, those numbers that they would put up back in the 90s and early 2000s were stupid. They'll never be replicated um, just because of the bats they were using. So,
2: um, I've started, I, I forgot to mention this to you. Start looking at things, whether it's BESR, be BB Core, we can go 2011, but just go from super regional era, which started in 99. Okay. Whenever you start looking at great players, start at 1999 up to 2022, that's 23 years, right? Yeah, I think that's a great that's like, a good, yeah, good check. Like point. Your, I like that, it's like, like your modern day records mm-hmm. because you do we don't like Babe Ruth, obviously, is an icon, but. They were smoking. They were chiefing on SIG. They were drinking <laughs> beer in the dugout. Like, who God knows what was going on during those days, what pitchers were doing, how much money they had. On, you know what I mean? Like Oh, yeah. So I think 1999, the great start in college baseball, where it, the sport really gained a lot more officiality, I would say.
0: Mm-hmm. Probably a lot more stat-keeping, too, really.
2: Stat-keeping, more, mm-hmm. um, how do I want to say it, uh, honorable stats where it's little bookkeeper in 85 are probably just saying, fuck it, that's a hit. <laughs> yeah, that's a hit. Pass ball is a stolen base. Like, Mason McDougal. Yeah. Just give him another hit. Um, But, <laughs> yeah, I mean, McDougal. I would love to see
0: Ivan break it. I would too. And, and he's dude, it's weird because he's not even projected to be like a first rounder, at least to my knowledge. He's going to be.
2: He, he was projected, I think, a fifth or sixth rounder. And. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but, Ben, throw away hand positioning and all that <laughs> freaking garbage and like how big is their leg kick and stuff. Would you take Ivan or Judd Fabian today on your baseball team? Oh,
0: Ivan Melendez, because
2: Ivan Melendez, has, he's no, hitting let me 422. With... Let me ask you another one. Zach Neto or Ivan Melendez? I know who I'm taking.
0: I'm taking Ivan Melendez because, I, I mean, obviously Neto is an incredible player. No, man,
2: you, can't comp, you can't compare them, but just purely hitting because yeah. Neto getting drafted as a shortstop. That's a rare position. That's a, that's a very valuable position. Yeah. For first um, base, you can kind of plug people, but Ivan can play defense and play first. So go ahead.
0: Yeah, I, I think that, like, Ivan Melendez, it doesn't matter what bat you give him, wood bat or metal bat or anything. Like, he's going to be able to produce, like, major league power. Um, Now, I think Neto can, too, with his leg kick and everything. But Neto reminds me more of like a Javi Baez that's going to have like an adjustment period in the minor leagues where maybe maybe or probably. Yeah, probably. Maybe not. I mean, he is a freak athlete. But, you know, Javi Baez is an all star in the major leagues. So it's like a good comparison um but there's just a little bit more i think they're gonna have to wrinkle out with him in the minors versus ivan melendez where they're just gonna hand him a bat like a plain beige bat and just say like hey do the do the home run thing again go stand in the cage and hit me some home runs i want to see it um because it, it doesn't matter what ballpark you're in what bat he's using He just has ungodly power and
2: he had juice mm-hmm. and as much as i like kevin parada Honestly, I think I t- might take Melendez over him as, the, as a pure hitter.
0: Imagine – so, listen, this is where I get a little debatable. Um, imagine the audacity of some of these major league teams that are going to take a high school player over a grown-ass man. Like Ivan Melendez, Kevin Parada, Zach Netto. These These are grown-ass men that are just – dominating at a higher level than some of these high schoolers yeah i get projectability all
2: because because they want a few extra years of them developing in the organization plus another five years of team control yeah
0: well you you, know dimitri let me let let you know a little secret here Uh, i learned this when i talked to a scout uh it was 2018 ish uh because i wanted to be an mlb scout he said the reason why these teams take these high school prospects and for all the listeners, you're getting insider information. You take these high school 18 year old kids because it not only gives you more time to develop them, it saves your job for an extra two or three years because it gives you like it, it literally gives you, you an opportunity. Yeah, it gives you an opportunity to stretch out your job and say, look, I, I drafted this guy. Let's see how he turns out. He's only 20 now. Uh, he's getting bigger and stronger. It, it pers- like it." it, it um what's the word i'm looking for preserves their job for an extra few years rather than taking a, a
2: junior in and high maybe school Maybe they can find a 21 mm-hmm. year old college prospect during that time to buy them yeah to save their job when that guy is a, yep. bus, a high schooler is a bus
0: yep so it's uh th- that's why this year in the draft i think you're going to see a lot of high schoolers go early because teams like the a's and the orioles and the diamondbacks and the marlins like they,
2: they're not re, they're in rebuild mode.
0: They're in rebuild mode, but also like their general managers and uh, and like their people high up in the front office, they're just trying to buy time. They're like, hey, like we're gonna win sixty games this year. It sucks, but we're gonna at least you know keep our jobs for years. An and couple you can basically
2: say, hey, look at our minor league. We have mm-hmm. all the prop. You can't it, you can't fire us yet.
0: And it all all it takes is a Mike Trout to hit. You know, that gets picked in the first round. Nobody's really paying attention to him. And he hits, and you're like, you look like a superstar. You'll get hired anywhere.
2: But back to the thing. Think about the people we were comparing Melendez to. Buster Posey, Hall of Famer.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Number retired in San Francisco. World champion. Number one catcher in all of baseball for many, many years. Uh-huh. We're not talking about the Buster Posey that has seven saves. We're not talking about the Buster Posey that played nine positions in one game. We're just talking about pure hitting. Mm-hmm. Posey was one of the best hitters in college baseball. Yep. Chris Bryant, a all-star, a World Series champion, a slugger, an a- absolute slugger. MVP. He's M- an yep, MVP. Fan.
1: MVP. Mm-hmm. I mean,
2: remember who we're talking about here. Chris um, Ivan number Absolutely shit all over Chris Bryant college number his number numbered his junior year dustin ackley big leaguer college world series champion golden well, spikes have you son, ever
0: have you ever gone down the list of uh of golden spikes winners and just and just think like oh my god all these guys are all stars so here we go we're gonna go back to uh we're gonna go back to i had that list
2: up when i said shawsberg
0: yeah we'll go back to 2001 mark Pryor, superstar khalil green could have been a superstar but he uh oh, oh by the way cocaine. khalil
2: green Khalil Green might have one of the greatest years.
0: Yeah, Khalil the, Green in the, in the super
2: region since 1999. Khalil Green might have the greatest often hitting year of all time.
0: Yeah. Um, Ricky Weeks was another guy that played a mid major. He played at ben. Southern. Did you? And, did you uh, he hit across, like 500 that year.
2: I came across a stat that absolutely shook me. Ricky Weeks was 66 for 67 in stolen bases. <laughs>
0: Oh, dude, he was a freak. I wish I could have watched him play. I mean, he was a little bit before my time. But uh, if, if Ricky Weeks was playing at Southern today, I would watch every single one of their games on ESPN. Plus. I,
2: watch, I mean, <laughs> I'm not saying Jemile Weeks. I'm not saying Jemile Weeks was as good as him, but I get to watch Jemile Weeks play, and Ricky was only that much better. Yeah. So. I can't. I can't imagine. Uh, here's
0: some other Golden Spikes winners: Jared Weaver, Alex Gordon, Tim Lincecum, David Price, Buster Posey, Stephen Strasburg, Bryce Harper, Trevor Bauer, Mike Zanino, Chris Bryant, AJ Reed, Andrew Benatendi, Kyle Lewis, Brendan McKay, Andrew Vaughn, Adley Rutschman, Kevin Copps. You don't just win the uh, <laughs> You don't just win the Golden Spikes and not become successful in the in the major
2: leagues. In in, in the show.
0: Yeah, you just – you're that good. I mean, so, Ben,
2: Ben, Ben. Uh, the Rushman and Kevin Kopp, too early. We can't go. Andrew Vaughn, too early. It's too yeah, early. it's too early, let's but he's go. also he's starting <laughs> for the White Sox. I know, but, but I'm talking about – but it's a little early. They have time. Brendan McKay, no hitter. I mean no, – no, no, no. That was, was Detmer. Reid Detmers. Damn it, that was Detmer. But McKay
0: starts for the Rays, right? He's yep, a starting yep. pitcher, and he DHs sometimes. <laughs> Kyle Lewis,
2: rookie of the – AL rookie of the year. Andrew Benintendi, he was a rookie of the year too, right? Yeah. I think so, yeah. AJ Reed. What happened to him?
0: Uh, he played for the Astros. He was actually terrible. Huh? He was terrible.
2: He the
1: bust.
0: Oh, big time. He played for the Astros in like during the rebuild mode. I remember that. Terrible. <laughs> he's the worst one on this list by far. He was I played with but, him. Dude, he's the worst one on this list, but do you remember his stats at Kentucky? In Kentucky? He Super. was like 13 and 0 and he hit 25 homers.
2: I played with him in the Cape that summer, dude. Or in the summer before, unbelievable, unbelievable person, unbelievable player, dude. He Can went 13 freaking... and 0 on the mound with 25 dingers, like freak. Okay, Chris Bryant, we, we we already went there. Mm-hmm. Mike Zanino, everyday catcher in the big game, and yeah, he hits 30 bombs, so you can't Trevor Bauer, um, on the baseball field only. We're gonna start <laughs> yeah. on the baseball field, pretty pretty freaking good pitcher. Yeah, he got a fake Thai young, so we'll kind of count that. Yeah. Sh- COVID-shortened season is not a real Cy Young. That's like that's like three people throwing a no-hitter.
0: He got a Cy Young and a jail sentence and a two-year suspension from baseball. He
2: got thrown in the paddy wagon.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Bryce Harper. We all know who he is. Two-time MVP. Still swinging it. Strasberg, Posey, Price. I mean, dude, I, I'm not saying Melendez needs to be a surefire first-rounder, but I'm sorry, guys. That guy, if he doesn't show you what he can do, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. He's playing at the highest level of competition, and he's
0: absolutely just dominating it.
2: I mean, um, and okay, and here's this. I want to end this on this before your final thought on this segment. Dustin Ackley's 2009 season is, in the Super Regional era is the greatest season as a first baseman. Okay, Ben. Okay. Andrew Vaughn and Matt Laporta were second and third. Who second? Oh, and third I other? loved Matt Laporta when he was at Florida. It doesn't matter who was second, who was third. Ackley's season was better than theirs. Melendez blows his season. I don't want to say blows it out of the water, but it's better in every number. Ackley, 417. Melendez, 422. And by the way, he has a 266 more at bats. So what, Melendez? If it drops under, maybe he has two 18 doubles for Ackley, 16 doubles for Melendez, two more doubles in six seventy six. He has 81 at bats to get two doubles. He already has three more home runs than him, and he has three more RBI, and he's two hundred points higher OPS. So Ivan has to have a colossal collapse. The next colossal collapse. It's one of my favorite words now, yeah. phrases. In the next sixth game, he has to absolutely just be, strike out every at-bat and it'd be horrendous. Yeah. And we know that's not going to happen. So he's going to be the greatest hitting first baseman in the Super Regional era. Like, that is a big deal. Yeah. That is a big deal. Uh, speaking – before
0: we, we transition, speaking of uh, great hitting first baseman, Tommy White hits his 21st homer of the year. Still producing. It wasn't a fluke. He got cold for a little bit. Oh, but
2: we never knew we knew it wasn't a fluke. We knew yeah. that. But 21
0: homers and uh
2: leading that NC State I offense. I wonder that's... what I wonder what the career record is for home run since in the super regional era with the career record for home run. Because he's still got two more full years.
0: Yeah, I mean he would have to he would have to play four four years to break it, if I had to think. I
2: mean, pro- but let's just say he has 20, 20, 20, that's 60. I mean, that's, that's pretty impressive.
0: Yeah, I know.
2: I don't think he'll get there. He might. What
0: What was the uh, what did what did Spencer Torkelson hit his freshman year? the twenty five? He could break the all time freshman leading or freshman home run record.
2: Um, I'll look it up right now. Spencer Torkelson. Let me see if Arizona State set. Um, I want to say Torkelson. Uh, he had. But Ben, we forgot. Torkelson had a COVID short season. That was his last year.
0: No, but his freshman year. I'm saying like
2: 25. 25 his freshman year, 23 his sophomore year. That's 48 plus six in the COVID season. That's 54 home runs. Wow.
0: And did they give away a Golden Spikes in 2020?
2: No, they did not.
0: You're right. They didn't. I bet he would have won it that year.
2: I mean, Ben, he was hitting he was hitting three forty with six Homer and four doubles in fifty at bat.
0: That's pretty good. I mean And he went number one overall.
2: I mean he went number I mean he hit yeah, 10, 10 extra base hits and fifty at bat. Pretty good. That's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. Uh, anyways,
0: um, let's uh let's wrap up the episode here with the uh, weekend series pick'em. Um we got six series again and i don't want to say i'm running away with it but i think i have a six game lead on you and uh <sighs> like seven on stoney and like 10 on on des but the uh the weekend series we have they're fun man these this is actually going to be a great weekend we're, a gr- we're getting
2: back um, we're starting to get back into games matter it's yep. a big deal
0: yeah so this, i mean we have six series it was hard for us to pick the six but dimitri picked him Louisville at Virginia Tech, battle of the ACC besides Miami. Um, Louisiana, the Raging Cajuns at Texas State for the Sun Belt. This is going to be a fun one. Um, I hope the Raging Cajuns travel to San Marcos because it will be a clash of just two totally different people there. Um, always the, the granddaddy of them all, Miami at Florida State. That's going to be just elite. Um, UTSA at Southern Miss is intriguing. UTSA is in Huge. second place. And Southern Miss is struggling right now. Um, Vanderbilt exactly. at Arkansas. This is a this is a 2021 series. <laughs> if this <laughs> was in 2021, this would be the number one series on the year. Um, but still, really good, competitive. Uh, it's at Arkansas, so it'll be it'll be a fun fun one to watch on TV. And last but not least, we have Texas Tech at Oklahoma State. Kind of a battle of the Big Twelve. Um, I think Oklahoma State is in first by a pretty good bit. Now but, let me
2: ask you this: Now that we have our theory picked them. You know who was the seventh series that just didn't make the cut? Give me a hint. Um, Ohio. Ohio. That's my hint. Um.
0: All right, let me think about it. Uh, Ohio, like, think of the schools in Ohio. I was gonna say like Georgia, Tennessee. I thought that would be a. Uh...
2: Well, your you had doctor's appointment today. Had me sitting on my computer for thirty minutes this morning, before I you realized, oh shit, I can't yeah. record right now, um, and I was like, okay, well we can't do that series.
0: Uh, Ohio. It's
2: oh, the clue. Ohio,
0: maybe. Uh, I don't know i i don't know i i I, what
2: do you call the land between two mountains a valley okay
0: mississippi valley
2: state you have all the clues
0: oh missouri valley ohio valley
2: (laughs) ohio valley uh no it's missouri valley i i said ohio to throw you off
0: oh um oh is it uh dallas baptist and uh evansville
2: the purple aces of evansville
0: you know there's a conference called the Ohio Valley, right?
2: I know. The OVC <laughs> and the MVC.
0: Um Well, I think Evansville is in Indiana, and, and I know Dallas Baptist is in Texas. So where did Ohio come from? What? I said I know – uh, never mind.
2: I, I said Ohio because if I would have said Missouri, it would have gave it away so fast. Yeah, that's true. Um, and then that's why I said Valley. You know, I so, think
0: there's another series that we're forgetting. Um,
2: you and you're it's not it's not that good of a series, but
0: I'm looking through. I mean, Mississippi State, Texas and m would have been good, but
2: if you're thinking of the um, Ole Oregon Miss, State, LSU. You're thinking, you're thinking Oregon State, Arizona.
0: Oregon State, Arizona. Um, I thought Alabama, six, Auburn.
2: I thought the six we have is good.
0: Yeah, that's good. I mean, we're all, we would all take Oregon State. So, uh, we, were, we
2: would all take, I think we would all take Dallas Baptist.
0: Yep.
2: 100%. We would all take Oregon state. Mm-hmm. We would all take LSU over Alabama. I mean, wait, is Auburn, Alabama?
0: No, no. Yeah. Auburn, Alabama. I will Miss LSU. See, um,
2: everyone would have taken Auburn. Yeah.
0: I mean, yeah, you're right. These are, these are all very competitive and meaningful series. So, so, I, so I don't disagree.
2: I thought those were the best six. Yep. Um,
0: so which one do you want to start with here? Cause I got Des and Stoney's picks, um, I'll let you pick, and we'll go with their their picks first. That was a weird sentence to say. Am I
2: picking first, and you're picking second this time? No
0: no, 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 no. I'll pick first. Um, but what series? You want to start with Louisville at Virginia Tech? All
2: right. Here we go.
0: So um, Louisville-Virginia Tech is interesting because if you like offense, um, if you like offense, don't even watch the series. You have to love offense to love, <laughs> to watch the series. Uh, these are two of just the absolute best hitting teams in the country in a very hitter-friendly ballpark. I'm sure the weather is going to be terrible. I didn't look at it, but just I feel like a Blacksburg evening in, on Friday night, Saturday, and Sunday in the middle of May. Hey, if it's
2: raining, Ted, Virginia Tech's going to rake.
0: Yeah, they always do. Um, and maybe there'll be some rally boobs this weekend there. I don't know. I mean, it worked for them. Um But uh, I'm going to go with Louisville here. Uh, I think that Virginia Oh, Ben, Tech...
2: shocker. Shocker, Ben. It's put the rain on Friday. Yeah, in Blacksburg.
0: It feels like every every middle of May in Blacksburg, Virginia, there's always just rain in the forecast. But I'm taking Louisville because Virginia Tech's been kind of struggling hitting-wise. It took a, a rally boob in the bottom of the night for them to beat Liberty. And uh, we talked about Dimitri when we were talking some gambling stuff before. Uh, you know, Villanova didn't impress us that series, and then uh, you know they, they struggled a little
2: bit. Um, or I guess they didn't struggle before that. But by the way, by the way. Gambling segment after the pick and then we wrap it. We have to talk a little gambling line tomorrow. We don't have any gambling lines out, though. On uh, DraftKings, we do, I think.
0: If you pull them up, yeah, we can talk some gambling lines. Right, but... Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Okay, anyways, go ahead.
0: Uh, but I'm taking Louisville there, and then Stony and Dez both took Virginia Tech. So I'm fading the two of them right now.
2: Damn it. Why do you have to take Louisville? I, need, I think they're going to need... win. I need to pivot you, and I was going to take Louisville because I thought you were going to take Virginia Tech, but I'm not changing my pick. I'm sticking with my Louisville pick. I think pitching wide Louisville had the edge. Virginia Tech struggling hitting. They're another one of those teams that got super high, super big, huge series win over Virginia, Miami. I think this is one of those weekends where it's just, it's just not, it's just, it's not going to click for them. And I think Louis, I'm giving Louisville the edge pitching wide and that's going to win them the game. To win them the series,
0: yeah. Yep. it's looks. number six versus cardinal? number eight in the country, so it's it should be competitive either way. Um, next series here we have Louisiana, the Raging Cajuns, who are 17 and seven in the Sun Belt versus 20 and four Sun Belt record, Texas State. Um, you know, I, I like the Raging Cajuns a lot, I think they've played a very difficult schedule, and uh, you know, they just whooped. I mean, they literally just whooped Rice this past week, uh, in the midweek. Uh, I, I think I think Louisiana, coached by Coach Deggs, they're playing for a little bit of uh, extra juice right now because they're 55 in the RPI. Uh, they're going to be road dogs here, and I think they feed off of that. And uh, I'm going to take the Raging Cajuns.
2: Uh, you gotta be shitting me.
0: Is that who you're taking? I I like the Raging Cajuns because they've won what, like like nine, nine of their last ten games.
2: I I have I have Louisville as well. I mean uh, Louisiana as well. I think Texas State. When, I mean, Georgia, they haven't, they've lost one series all year, and it's to Georgia Southern at mm-hmm. home. And I think Louisiana, and I think honestly, if you had to go down both teams, I think Louisiana's the better team than Georgia Southern.
0: Well, dude, Louisiana has come out of the basement of the Sun Belt. Now they're only, they're in third place, only three games back of Texas State. If, they, listen, they win they, two out of three. They'll be two back with, with a series left. Like And they
2: pass Georgia Southern. Yeah. If Southern, if Southern loses two out of three at, Little Rock, or if they – let's just say they lose two out of three. Louisiana sweep Texas State. Guess who's the first in the Belt?
0: Raging Cajuns, baby. The
2: Raging Cajun, and they will be back with a force. But I think Louis, yeah. uh, Louisiana is going to win the series. Texas State pitching is very, very suspect. Yeah, I would take the over in every game this series. And, yeah. and um, I like – I think Texas State had a little bit now, i'm not saying they have everything to prove still to me as far as how good they could be in the postseason but um this series will be a, a good one in mm-hmm. terms of recency bias to show me how good they are um but give me louisiana
0: yep and then uh des and Stony both took texas state so um we're it's us two versus them two there next series here we have um it's going to be let's go miami at florida state uh i've been a believer in this florida state team all year i don't know why they just always they they just let me down every once in a while but they are having a pretty solid year led by um probably a golden spike semifinalist parker messick on the mound who's leading the nation in strikeouts uh absolutely electric left-handed pitcher i I think the cinnamon rolls and uh, i think they're gonna win this series this seems like a uh i don't know a get right series for florida state they're at home playing good ball and uh and they're led by parker messick and bryce hubbard I and mean, they should win both of those games here but i will say friday's gonna be really good with with palmquist versus uh, uh messick that should be a, a pitching duel
2: this series is never this is not this is it's never pretty this series is always a war they dogfight. They don't like each other. Alex Torral in the other dugout now. Oh, I forgot about the Terrell factor. I I want to know what the vibes are going to be like. Are they going to be all buddy buddy, like, hey, what's up, dude? I missed you. Or are they going to be like, yo, no, go f- like fuck mm-hmm. you. You left us for a rival program. If it that... was me, if it was me, it would be a a dab up. What's up, dude? And that's it. Yeah, sunglasses on, head turned, like you said, dab up. What's up, dude? What's up, bro? Like, how's it going? And that's mm-hmm. it. It's not a damn dog. I miss you, kind of thing. It's a what's up, and that's it. Yeah. After the I season, agree. after the series, we can be best friends again. But this weekend, I don't, I don't like you. Mm-hmm. If I'm Miami, I go after Terrell. Do not show him any love after the weekend. You can be best friend. You can get on your boats, go fishing, in, in the keys, whatever you want. Have fun. You that's like. You don't you don't let a game get in the way of yeah. brotherhood like that but hey Friday to Sunday you go out there to kick his ass and I think Miami I think this is a series where they've got to punch somebody in the mouth on the road um they've had a kind of a shaky month or a shaky last couple of weeks with Georgia Tech series loss, series loss against virginia Tech um and I they need this one they really need this game to show prove to people they they're legit. Yep. Tom Quist is one of the only pitchers in the country that can compete with Messick. Oh, so I like It's that, gonna be like so much fun there. on Friday. I love it. I can't wait tomorrow night. He's gonna take. He's gonna dominate Terrell left on left. He's gonna dominate Terrell. I've seen Terrell left-handed pitching. He struggles sometimes. I'm not saying all the time, but sometimes. And I think he's gonna take a, their big bat out of the lineup. So, and Miami's got Walters on the back end. Florida State makes a lot of comebacks in eighth and ninth inning with him on the mound. I don't see those kind of very out. unlikely. So yeah. I'm going to give the edge to Miami on the pitching side, and they're hey, they have better hitter one through nine than Florida State. Yeah, it's debatable, but yeah, I guess they produce more. Miami position players are better than Florida State. Come on, we'll see. Come on, we'll see. But anyway, um, I'm picking Tony Miami. and
0: Des both took Miami as well. Um, did they really? Yeah, so they they've actually agreed on almost every pick so far. Uh, next series here, UTSA at Southern Miss. And this one I'm a little, little torn about because it's at Southern Who Miss. Are you right? Who
2: are you gonna think? Who at are you Southern gonna Miss. think?
0: And and UTSA they've had a great season. are you taking? Nice. No, no, no. I'm not there. Oh, okay, I'm okay, just okay, saying, okay. like, they've had a great season so far. Definitely come out of nowhere. Nobody really expected them to compete for Conference USA championship, but hey, they're right there with two weeks left. Um, and you know, Southern Miss just lost a midweek game to Ole Miss, and yeah, that hurts because you know they get called little brother all the time. They get called <laughs> the mustard buzzards, and that's gotta
2: uh, be so annoying.
0: Yeah, it's gotta be annoying, and and maybe this was the wake up call that Southern Miss needed, uh, you know, to get out of their their little skirm like their little their stretch of just bad baseball. But I will say, if there is a team coming that could beat Southern Miss right now, um, other than Louisiana Tech, I mean, this U- UTSa team they're pretty freaking good and they're, eight, they're 16 and 8 in the conference and uh you know they have series wins against like sweep at charlotte they beat old dominion 2 out of 3 um, beat middle tennessee state but i just don't think that they're going to be able to to score runs off the southern miss pitching staff and I, I like to think southern miss bounces back at home i'm taking uh, i'm taking southern miss just crossing my fingers and hoping it works
2: Ben, why do you keep doing this this was my pivot weekend this was my weekend where i had all my picks and i was like dude he's gonna take these other teams and southern miss at home i just don't see them losing back-to-back home series Mm -hmm. especially in conference play utsa i think they're a very good team but i think when i told you last weekend blue bloods win blue blood yep. win this time of the year summer miss will win utsa had a great season good luck in the conference tournament but you're not winning the regular season title yep that's, that's a good way to put it the blue blue bloods always win these these series this time of the year it's the blue blood the team that have been here before they yep. know how to get it done utsa new to this yes I'm, I'm kind of assuming here Maybe next year, UTSA Roadrunner, you can hit the road. Maybe, <laughs> Maybe next, next year. year. That's the worst phrase in sports. Maybe next year. So um, give me Southern Miss.
0: Yeah. And uh so Des took Southern Miss and then Stoney took UTSA. So Stoney's the only one on the Roadrunners. But great battle of the birds here. The two you know, you got the golden eagles versus the roadrunners. it will be a fun little bird matchup. Um next series here, second to last one. Vanderbilt at Arkansas. And this might be my most confident pick here. Um, this is the series that I, I literally Ooh. close my, my close my eyes and I say, who's gonna win this series? Forget about records in the past, throw those away. Who who wins the series between a Vanderbilt team that's underachieving and an Arkansas team that's I would say overachieving with with some of the missing pieces they have from last year? Give me Vanderbilt and and, and here's the reason why. Vanderbilt wow. Wow. Vanderbilt is somehow like they're somehow hanging around this this regional hosting picture, which they've been for the last six weeks. They haven't been in all the way. They've been maybe projected 14 seed, 15, like 16. This feels like the time of year, and and maybe we can credit um, Enrique Bradfield Jr. from Steel Home on the midweek and sparking some energy uh, into this team but they've just been hanging around hanging around you know they haven't done anything super impressive but they just came off a series win at georgia and then a good midweek win against indiana state i think vanderbilt goes in, in into fayetteville and, and wins this series pretty easily maybe even a sweep uh it, it just it feels like things are going to level out and, and vanderbilt's finally going to take that step to putting themselves into a, a locked-in regional hosting position, which we've seen them do almost every year. Um, so I might I might eat my words on that, but I like Vanderbilt a lot, and um, I, I think the, the Razorbacks are in, in, in for a lot of trouble.
2: Interesting, man. I love your pick because give me Woo Pig, baby. Give me the
0: Hogs. See, that's Arkansas. so chalky. I think everybody's going to have the Hogs this weekend, but just wait. Just Arkansas, waiting.
2: they sold me with the way they played in Auburn. Robert Moore mm-hmm. is starting to figure it out. Caden Wallace is figuring it out. That is
0: scary. Out. Robert Moore is starting to figure it out. That is scary.
2: Um, Caden Wallace is figuring it out. Michael Turner is starting to barrel balls up like more consistently than he was. Give me the legend. Oh, my God. What's his name? Kendall Diggs. The legend of Kendall Diggs, Mr. <laughs> Klutz, legend, right? Mr. Prime Time, Bright Light, Gift. All, all he throws is
0: curveballs. All he throws is curveballs.
2: Give me the Hog at home. Arkansas wins the SEC West this weekend. We'll it, see. Well, Des
0: and Stoney think the same thing, so you guys could all I pick up
2: a game on me. When you said Arkansas is overachieving, that kind of irritated me, and here's why: it had nothing to do with. You have your your opinion, and I think it's very fair. But when I think of Arkansas and overachieving, we got to remember, this team did not lose the series all year last year. They lost Kevin Kopp. They lost... Is that it? In terms of of star power? No, they lost... uh opitz and uh um, KC Opitz.
0: um and then they lost the the right fielder
2: I feel like he played the anyway 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 so they lost a few guys but the, their core returned this team I don't know where it came from I did I I did it too I'm guilty of it as well <laughs> but we slept on Arkansas and Ben there's 16. And I want to say sixteen and eight in the SEC. That's a, that's it. That's a top tier team. Yeah, they're also like twenty seven and five at home. That's a top tier team. Sixteen and all, hey, we knew Auburn was good. That was a dog fight mm-hmm. series in Auburn, but Arkansas was just better. At the end of the day, they were just better, and now they get to go home and play Vandy and kind of make a statement. say, hey, we run the West. Give me the Hogs, Woo pig.
0: All I know is if Vanderbilt is an underdog in this series, like in any of the games, I'm taking a money line. You just—that's way too much value to give me Vanderbilt
2: plus I mean, money. Give me the freaking Hawks! I—I I think they win the West this weekend. Tennessee's going to win the number one overall seed this weekend. Um, it's going to be—it's going to be great. It's going to be a good weekend of SEC ball. But if you—is that all the series? Is that the last. No, we ball? got
0: one more. So we have Ooh, Texas Tech at Oklahoma State, and. uh, Listen, I'm not going to overthink this, um, even though I really want to take Texas Tech.
2: Take them. Take them. Take them. Take them. Take them. Take them. You want to put a little – take them.
0: No, I'm taking Oklahoma State. No, I mean, I'm not going to overthink em. it. They're at home. They're the better team. Texas Tech – if this was at Texas Tech, I would take the you Red know Raiders. Know you, and Lubbock. Red
2: Raider. you know I, you want to take slightly you know do want to take them. <laughs>
0: I slightly do, but I can't. Um,
2: you know you want to take them.
0: Let me think about it for a second. I might switch my pick. The problem with Texas Tech is I don't know if they're gonna be able to let me look at their let me look at their road record. I know their home record's incredible,
2: but I mean I think people can do their due diligence and know who I'm picking.
0: Yeah, you're taking you're taking Oklahoma State and I'm, I'm pretty taking... sure Des and Sony both Grif- took Oklahoma State.
2: Gimme Griffin Dorshing. Give me freaking Bryce Osmond. Give me Justin Campbell. Give me the Cowboys. But Ben, you know Texas. This is Texas Tech time of the year. This blue is bloods. their time to shine. They're not I mean, even let, blue Give, blood. give me Oklahoma five State. more
0: seconds. Give me five more seconds, and I might switch my pick.
2: Ben, the problem is, it, dude, Texas ben, Tech is
0: twenty and three at home, and ten and nine on the road, and two and four on neutral site. So they're below five hundred. The 12 think and 13 of, and non home games.
2: I, Ben, I took, I picked against North Carolina because they were four and five on the road. They won the series in NC State. Throw road records out of the picture. It doesn't work. You know, you think it's visualize Texas Tech, big sunglasses, freaking greasy ass. Hey, you, and you know what? It's May. They're going to have
0: that thick old eye black on.
2: 80 oh. degrees in Stillwater, Oklahoma. You know, you want Texas Tech. You know, you want the Red Raider.
0: Let me just see how, let me just see real quick. Um, one, two. I mean, yeah, you know, what? I talked myself into it. Texas Tech can go in and win that series. And uh, I'm going to credit it to Dallas Baptist for shocking Oklahoma State. And uh, Oklahoma State's a little comfortable here. But let me say this Oklahoma State only has a two game lead. I love it. Let's go, man. They, dude, Oklahoma State only has a two game lead on the Big 12 title uh on texas tech and only a game and a half on tcu texas tech has been hanging around there very similar to vanderbilt and uh if texas tech goes in there and wins two out of three it's going to make a very interesting uh, i guess they would have to sweep to um, to overtake the lead but
2: but that, that should give you all the more reason they're going to win too because they're going to go for game three sweep on sunday
0: God, so in order for Texas Tech to win this series, they have to win Friday night, and they're facing Justin Campbell, who just absolutely deals. Uh, yeah, just, I'll, I'll take Texas Tech. Let's let's roll with let's it. Let's go.
2: Let's roll with it. Give me the Cowboys. It. Give me Oklahoma State. and Another pivot game that I can gain in the standings on you. Let's go. It, I said I
0: wasn't going to overthink it, <laughs> and I was going to take Oklahoma State. But You can blame me all you want.
2: No, right. like
0: I, I – I, I can see myself. I could see Texas Tech winning the series, like, and just not even.
2: We're, we're going with blue bloods. So that's you, what. That's my can thought. Can you? Can you just picture Jace Young go ahead three run homer in the eighth inning, and I'm just sitting here saying, "Oh fuck, Texas <laughs> Tech is about to win the series." <laughs> yep, yep. Um,
0: but yeah, I mean that wraps up the uh the we can pick them. You want to pick a few uh few games gambling on for DraftKings lines. Let's talk, let's talk. The show.
2: Instead of having to text about it tomorrow, let's just talk about it here. Let people hear our conversation. Um yeah. so I'll start not,
0: here at the top and we'll just work this looks like about nineteen what you, games. What do you have
2: on the top? Pittsburgh, Notre Dame.
0: Yeah, so Pitt, Notre Dame, over under ten and a half. Uh Pitts plus two sixty, Notre Dame minus three seventy. I
2: love that over.
0: Uh yeah, I love the over so much that I might Yeah, no, it's at Notre Dame. Give me over ten and a half. I think I like that a lot.
2: Pittsburgh, give me, Pittsburgh will score three or four around Notre Dame mm-hmm. score six. Or seven. Yeah. If Pittsburgh can score if Pittsburgh can score three or four, which I think they'll score four, and Notre Dame scores seven, that's an over.
0: Yep. Yeah. Uh speaking of overs, Clemson, Virginia over under eleven and a half. Give me the over all day, every day. Clemson has been playing these 20 run games recently. Ooh, ben,
2: hold on. I can totally see Notre Dame getting karma bit. Biting them in the ass, and Pittsburgh takes the opener tomorrow night. Maybe a Two, sprinkle plus 260. Plus 260 on Pitt.
0: Yeah,
2: I mean, Pitt's a good team.
0: They're above 500 in ACC plays. So it's not that good. crazy.
2: They're they're not that – that's what I'm saying. That is a value. I could see Notre Dame getting all, ooh, we don't need to play this William & Mary team because we're too yeah. good our RPI. A little you know, karma. A little college I think, baseball you karma. Know what, ben? We'll go back for a little parlay at the end. If we go with a little parlay at the end, whatever. But yeah, um, we'll, we'll next, go back to that.
0: Yeah, next game is Clemson, Virginia. It's over under eleven and a half. Clemson plus one hundred and forty, Virginia minus one hundred and seventy. I like the over. I think that uh, it's a very hitter friendly ballpark, and Clemson's just been playing these super high scoring games. So I'll I'll live with the over there.
2: <sighs> Honestly, that's like if it would if it was. Mm virginia if Virginia's going to score they're going to score clemson can't pitch so you like the over two no, no 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 i'm trying to visualize <laughs> how how well clemson does offensively because this is this is do or die for them yeah this series is do or die for them i think they're going to hit i mean they absolutely dismantled georgia tech last weekend yeah but who hasn't everybody has i mean miami didn't dismantle them but that was, i told true. you we knew that was gonna happen miami yeah. can't play in atlanta whatever get you know what i love the over two yep
0: all right you got to read through the next ones so because my phone just died so just what's next?
2: next nc state at duke over under 10 and a half nc state 135 favorite duke 105 dog
0: oh i like nc state minus 135 friday
2: i love nc state minus 135 one
0: thirty are they at home
2: on the road at Duke. Uh,
0: That doesn't matter. Yeah. NC State minus 135. I'll I'll lay a little bit of juice there. So yeah, that's that's a no brainer.
2: Over ten and a half. I don't want to mess with it. I I I think I think I'm I don't know. I I'm too worried about Duke Duke to put ten and a half. Um I'd love NC State money line, but we'll get back to our parlay, our money line parlay at the end. Here we go. Louisville at Virginia Tech over under 12 and a half Louisville 105 dog Virginia Tech 135 favorite. Oh, I want Louisville plus 105.
0: Virginia Tech has not been swinging the bat well and Louisville just remains just king of offense. So, give me plus 105.
2: Not touching the over here.
0: Mm, no. I, I think don't know if-
2: hey Sunday I might over. put I might put a four hundred dollars on that over. I mean
0: I'm not taking the under if that's what you're asking. <laughs> I just don't think I want to see how Virginia Tech hits um, this Friday before I take any overs. But Paul is
2: going to pitch well. Um, yeah, I think ooh that's a good one. All right, Wake Forest at North Carolina over under eleven and a half. Wake Forest the favorite at one twenty five. Carolina also a one minus one hundred and five money line. Basically, well, it's, they're saying it's Red Louder
0: them. Day, and uh, I don't think I want to bet against i wrote the Louder. under
2: in this game, by the way.
0: Yeah, the the under is intriguing, and then I like Wake Forest money line. I think there's some good value there. He's a legitimate ace, and uh Wake Forest has to play their way into the regionals. They're on the bubble,
2: so this is a must-win Caroline game. Carolina's on the bubble, fighting too. Yeah. All right, here we go. Florida at Missouri. Over under 10 and a half, Florida 155 favorite, Missouri 125 dog. I'll tell you what, I, give me Missouri here. It, give me
0: Missouri plus 125.
2: And it, I, I'm not
0: touching that game at all. No, 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 no. I take that back. I, if just, Missouri's going to win a game, it'll be Saturday or Sunday. Florida's going to have, like, Florida knows they have to just
2: continue. It's going to win a game gonna absolutely shove it tomorrow.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, give me uh, what was the over
2: under? 10.5. That's too risky. What was the money line? Who? Florida,
0: 155. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not going to bet that game.
2: Yeah, leave that one alone. Here we go. Mm-hmm. Texas Tech at Oklahoma State. Over under 11.5. Texas Tech, 125 dog. Oklahoma State, 155 favorite.
0: Justin Campbell's on the mound. Take the one fifty five. There's so much value it's there.
2: Not, who, Mike Dallas is on Saturday right? Not Mike Dallas. No, Mike Dallas is at on A&M Texas Tech. Now. I mean A and M. Oh my God, yeah. i Why did I say that? He name?
0: was he was at Texas Tech for a I while. Know,
2: I know, and I knew he was at A and M though. I knew that. Uh, um,
0: I'm blanking on their Friday night guy. It's
2: um, Who's their Friday I think, guy?
0: I think it's a guy that threw Saturday last year in the Super Regional where Stanford put up like ten runs against him. Uh but yeah, I mean yeah, Justin Campbell at home, minus one fifty five. I can lose. I, if I lost that, I'd be okay with it.
2: I would take the under in that game.
0: Yeah.
2: That's it a, it's a risk, but I can eleven and this. a half
0: or twelve and a half.
2: Eleven I could see a five to three game.
0: I would like to know which direction the wind is blowing and how hard.
2: Yep.
0: If it's blowing can, out, I'm taking the over. If it's blowing in, I'm yep. taking the under. All right, here
2: we go. Louisiana Lafayette at texas state over under nine and a half
0: oh my god give me over 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 over
2: over 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 louisiana 140 dog texas state 170 favorite give me the over nine and a half dude give me like if, if you're if you're super rich just venmo me money and i will
0: put it all on the over nine and a half Like. Louisiana Lafayette can swing it, and then er- Texas State barrels everything
2: up. Let me tell you something. I can see happening tomorrow. Louisiana leads five to three in the seventh or eighth inning, and Texas State hangs up a f- four spot.
0: Yeah, I-, I could see like a nine run inning tomorrow To be <laughs> honest,
2: it can be shit. The game could be three to two, mm-hmm. and there could be a five run eighth inning.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Over, 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 <laughs> over. Uh, I might max bet that.
2: This might be one of the lowest. This might be one of the lowest over-unders I've ever seen in college baseball for this next game. Okay. Miami at Florida State. Over-under, eight and a half.
0: Well, I mean, you got Messick
2: versus Palmquist. Miami 105 dog, Florida State 135 favorite. I'm sorry, Ben. Eight and a half. Is really low. In yeah, I, you can't see like a three to two game. I can. I can see. I can see Messick giving up two in the first, and I can see Palmquist giving up two in the first, settling down and then giving up one at the end of their outing before they get taken out. I can see a three three game in the sixth inning.
0: Listen, I think one of those two guys is going
2: eight innings shutout. <laughs>
0: uh, and I, I, I honestly think it's going to be Messick. He's going to be pitching with so much energy, home crowd behind him. I know he hates miami um i would i would say under and florida state those would be my two bets there
2: florida state and under yep okay honestly eight and a half is a really low total in college but also at the same time it's kind of high in that case too kind of high because the the pitchers are better
0: than the hitters in that situation
2: i wouldn't touch it because all i know how this goes Thump, method, or Hubbard or Palmquist can give up three runs in the second inning. The other team's gonna get one run in the inning, one run in the inning, and it's gonna be five runs right there. But, yeah, see, but you the gotta four, think like in the back end four of the more game. Miami bullpen is really good.
0: Yeah, so I don't think anybody's gonna score on Miami's bullpen.
2: In in Florida State got Wyatt Crowell, who's nasty out of yeah. the bullpen lefty. Uh, give me the under. I'll I'll, under. I'll eat
0: it. I just eat sold it.
2: myself on the under.
0: Yep.
2: Kentucky South. I, I, do you even want to – I don't want to talk about that game. Where is
0: it at, Kentucky or South Carolina?
2: Uh, South Carolina.
0: What's the over-under?
2: Nine and a half. I don't know.
0: Mm, over. South Carolina throws their number three guy on Fridays. and uh,
2: They and, do. And if it was
0: at Kentucky, I wouldn't touch it. But South Carolina is a hitter-friendly part. Give me the over, nine and a half.
2: Okay. Mississippi State at Texas A&M over-under, ten and a half. Mississippi State, 130 dog. A&M, 160 favorite. Pass. Pass. Yeah. Van Vanderbilt at Arkansas over under eight and a half. Vandy minus one hundred five money line. Arkansas minus one twenty five money line.
0: Vandy in the over.
2: I like the over too.
0: Yeah. Arkansas ball flies there in May.
2: I money line. Uh, I would take. I uh, don't. I would take Arkansas. Stanford at Utah. Do you even want to talk about that one?
0: Over, if, even if it's 20, I'm taking the over. <laughs> 10 and a half. Oh, yeah. I mean, I saw Utah put up 25 runs against Mercer in one game.
2: Uh huh. Stanford that, will also hang up eight runs tomorrow. Yeah. Give me the over. And Utah will score three. There's 11.
0: Yeah.
2: Ole Miss at LSU. Ben. Ole Miss money line? What is that? Ole Miss 120 plus 120. LSU minus 150. The over under is 10 and a half.
0: Delusia. is pitching. Give me Ole Miss. They have a little bit of fire under their butts right now. <laughs> um, they have to win. They have to win the series to even be in the contention for a, a uh, mm-hmm. regional berth. Ole Miss, Ole Miss, Ole Miss, plus 120.
2: Delusha. Mm-hmm. Alabama, Auburn, over under 9.5. Alabama, 140 dog. Auburn, 170 favorite. I love Auburn.
0: Yeah, Auburn minus I'm 170. My, I'm,
2: I'm putting them in my parlay.
0: Yeah, minus 170. Auburn feels like the bet.
2: Oregon State Arizona over under eight and a half. What do we say when? A wait wait pitching? wait wait
0: wait. Over under eight and a half, and it's at Arizona.
2: Yeah.
0: Oh my God, that's so low.
2: <laughs> jerpy.
0: Jerpy's pitching, but man, that's so low. Oh. like I think Oregon State could put up like twelve on like
2: on it, Arizona.
0: Arizona, they they could. The ball flies there, dude. You know it. We saw it in the super regional. Um. God, eight and a half. I would, take really... the, I would take the over. Put the under again. We we said we said <laughs> we would never take the over when Hagerpi's pitching. What's 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 the spread? I mean, what's the uh, money line?
2: 220 Oregon State plus 180 Arizona. Hmm.
1: No,
0: give me, give me, give me I Oregon mean, State me tell in you a that. parlay. Yeah, I'll parlay Oregon State.
2: Jerpy's not losing this game.
0: No way. Yeah, he's not. He's not going to give up any runs. So maybe the under in Oregon State.
2: Oregon at Arizona State. <laughs>
0: <laughs> at Arizona State?
2: At Arizona State, over under 13 and a half. Oh. Oregon minus one forty. I'll tell you what,
0: Oregon's gonna be seeing beach balls this week and not facing Oregon State's pitching.
2: And they're not losing. They're not losing again. No. What's the or What's the money line? Minus one forty. Oh yeah, give me Oregon. Oh my God, Ben, that's a lock. Arizona State's butt butt cheeks, (laughs) booty butt cheeks, booty butt cheeks. (laughs)
1: All
2: right, so here's my parlay: Pitt plus two sixty. Oh, God. It's getting juicy. Pitt plus 260. Hold on, hold on. They're Oregon I minus lost, 180 or 140. I lost, I, lost, Oregon tra- State. I lost track. Here we go. Three-team parlay here. Pitt plus 260. Um, Ole Miss plus 120. Actually, it could be four and three team now in Oregon State two twenty.
0: Those are your three locks.
2: I don't know. I think Oregon is the bigger lock than Oregon State, so, and they have better uh, better odds. So give me Oregon minus two minus um one forty. Give me Ole Miss plus one twenty and Pitt plus two sixty is my parlay, and that's a reach, but hey, that's a juicy parlay.
0: Yeah. Um. All right, my parlay would be. Ole Miss Plus 120. Ole Miss? Um, I would take the uh what was the over I was all over? I was like over, 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 over. What was that?
2: Something nine and a oh, half. Oh, oh, um Stanford, Utah? No. no. Maybe Kentucky, yeah. South Carolina? No. Louisiana?
0: Oh yeah. Louisiana versus Texas State. Over. That's two. Um, and then I mean, we can throw Oregon State minus 220, and uh, I'm gonna throw another favorite in there. Oh,
2: didn't you say something about NC State money line over yeah. Duke?
0: Yeah, I like NC State money line minus 135.
2: What about the Clemson, Virginia over? Uh,
0: yeah, I mean, I'll probably, I, mean, just, I would be
2: parlay them all.
0: <laughs> yeah, I can't. yeah, I'll do a 12 team parlay. Here it goes. Um, but. Yeah, I mean, like, that, I'm excited to see more college baseball lines come out. I mean, there was, what, like 15 games or so there? And uh, hopefully some more pop up before tomorrow's games start. Um, but anyways, I mean, that wraps up the show here. Hour 40, good time frame. My phone's dead. My computer's at 7%, so we got to call it quits here.
2: Let's call it a night, 1.35 a.m. Have a great weekend of college baseball. Um, our pick graphic will be out in the morning. Um I don't have any final words. That's it. Appreciate you guys supporting. Go like, subscribe if you don't. Go write a review about how much you hate me or about whatever. I don't know. People, people don't like me, and I'm like, I didn't do anything to you. (laughs) I don't know. Those Tennessee fans seem
0: to like you when they were chirping me. So there's that.
2: Hey, if I have a one fan, one friend, that's all I need. That's all you need. You take over the world. But yep, like, subscribe. Thank you guys for listening.
0: Almost done with the regular season. We'll see you guys on Sunday.